You're listening to a DM podcast. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline, and my aim is to help positively change the way you think one healthy conversation at a time. Through storytelling, these deeper conversations have been designed to act as a virtual toolkit. I like to pack them with practical advice, thought-provoking insights, and life-changing rituals. Together with my wonderful guests, my hope is that this podcast inspires and empowers you to thrive in all aspects of your life. If you're feeling ready to rise up to new challenges, irradiate positivity, and have an unshakable belief in yourself, then take a deep breath, buckle up, and let's go on this ride together. Hello, darling Beck, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? I'm so good. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. It's um, It feels like this has been a long time coming. I'm mm. very inspired by you, and I know we've been online buddies for so long. We're actually so just saying long. how it's funny. This is the first time I've actually probably <laughs> met virtually, um, but we've been yeah online friends for a very long time and supporting each other, and I just absolutely love everything you stand for and everything you're sharing, so I'm very mm. excited to have you as a guest. You are definitely a healthy hustler, the way that you um, show up and in all your healthy habits and rituals, so excited for the wisdom you'll be sharing today. But I guess let's get started by just finding out a little bit about who Beck is. Yeah. So my name is Beck. I am 27 from the Gold Coast. I am a wife, a dog mama, business owner, podcast host myself. It's really funny. Every single time someone asks me, hey, what do you do for work? If they don't know me or, you know, I meet a new member of Zach's family, they're like, what do you do for work? Like, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I'm like, have you got 10 minutes? Because I feel like (laughs) even over the past year, I'm just adding different things to who I am, which I love. And I'm, I'm really working on not really putting myself into a box anymore. I'm kind of just showing up in everything I like to do just because I can. So I do all the things, (laughs) business owner, podcast host, on social media, I do it all. I love that, that you said that you're not putting yourself in a box anymore, because I think that we have been so accustomed to almost do that Mm. growing up in, you know, a generation where it was very much tradition, you had a traditional job Mm -hmm. or you went to university. I always say to my husband, it's actually so wild to think that when I studied marketing at university, social media was not even a subject. It wasn't even a topic. I'm showing my age, but (laughs) but honestly, and now it's like, you know, the main part of our jobs. It's so, there's no business really operates without it, no matter what your industry. So it is pretty crazy to think, but I love that you're not putting yourself in a box. I guess, where did you then learn or understand your passions? Because you do come from a traditional Mm -hmm. background in marketing. So where did you start to kind of climb out of that box and think, I'm going to just do all the things and try all the things? I think it was through the power of social media and the ability to try a whole heap of different things and, you know, do a lot of trial and error and find what you like, what you don't like. I went to university, actually went to university first to become a primary school teacher. I then realized I'm the most impatient person possibly ever in the world. And I got three years into that four-year degree and I was like, I can't do it anymore. Year three of that four-year degree, you actually go into the classroom and start teaching children. And that's where I was exposed to naughty kids and like kids (laughs) that won't listen. And I'm like, no, I can't do it. So I remember it was the first day of prac. I went home and I withdrew. 
And then I went straight into marketing and then I got exposed to the world of digital marketing and social media. And around that time as well, I was starting to grow my personal brand on um, on Instagram. And I think, yeah, I, I kind of knew what I was interested in and my hobbies. And I kind of just ran with that, like on the online space. Um, yes. It kind of took off a little bit. So I was like, all right, let me try and push this a little bit more. And I guess long story short, the entire, I guess, social media is where my entire, you know, identity is, my businesses, my podcast. Thank God for social media is all I can say. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. And you are like absolute product and, you know, habit queen, Mm -hmm. which is exactly why I wanted to get you on the show today. I'm just so inspired in the way that you show up in your life and, you know, go after the goals and the things that you want. And I guess I'd love to kind of get an understanding of um, your beautiful product, the Habit Tracker, which you've created, where the inspiration for that came from. And I guess how you really started to learn about productivity Mm. and habits and the positive impact that they can have on your life. Yeah. So the Habit Tracker was, I guess, born four or five years ago. And it's... It's a really beautiful story and I love I love telling it because the, the entire business has come about so organically, so much so that the Habit Tracker was never meant to be a business. It was never launched as a business. So years ago, I reckon four or five years ago, it was the beginning of a brand new year and it was time for me to set my new year goals and intentions and resolutions. And I still, I still remember what I was wearing and exactly where I was. Cause this day looking back now was such a pivotal day for me. I was sitting uh, in my old bedroom at mom and dad's house and I was typing out my new year's resolutions and my goals and I finished them all. And I was reading through them all. And I said to myself, Beck, what the hell? These intentions were the same pretty much as last year's and the year before that. There was a finance goal, there was a fitness goal, and there was an academic goal. I really, really wanted to get a high distinction in this specific subject that I just could not get. Like it was just, it, it was just too hard for me at the time. I couldn't figure out why. I felt this like overwhelming sense of like anger. Like, why can't I achieve these three things? They're constantly my goals that I keep coming back to. So I remember opening up Google and typing in how to actually achieve my goals. And I came across this peer-reviewed journal, this psychology-based journal, um, and it was kind of tapping into how habits are formed within the brain. And that's where I was introduced to the concept of habit tracking and how, you know, it's really important to show up consistency, uh, consistently sorry, with repetition. Um, and so I went over to Pinterest and I found like a really rogue um, habit tracker template just for free, printed it off. And I said to myself, okay, I'm going to put in the things that I need to do every single day in order to get to my bigger picture goal. And I'm going to do them every single day. And the, and the article that I found suggested that it takes 66 days for a behavior to turn into a habit. So I was like, Beck, I'm sick of you. We're showing up for the next 66 days in these set of habits. And we're going to watch if they turn into said behaviors, like this journal said they would. And I did it. And a lot of the things, they weren't crazy goals. They were just habits, sorry. There were things like make my bed and make sure that you're studying for the hour every single day in order to get to the, you know, the bigger goal. Before you knew it, of course, this is how things, you know, work. Things started to shift. I was getting, you know, better at my study habits. I was showing up better at work and showing up better at university. And I was like, wait, why is no one talking about habit tracking? Like this is literally the code. <laughs> this is this is the cheat code. So I remember jumping on my stories at the time. I think I had like 7,000 followers or something. 
And people went crazy over this template. They were like, can you please send me a copy of this? Can you send me the link? I was working a full-time job at the the same time as studying full-time. So I remember I was manually sending out this habit tracker template from my personal email address to all of these people because I was just so passionate about it. I was like, guys, you've got to get onto this. And then I guess over time, the, te- the template turned into a little book. Um, I put it mm-hmm. into like a little book. I hired like this local printer around the corner from me. I covered everyone's shipping costs. I, I think I charged $10. I was losing money selling this product, selling this product. <laughs> but I was just so passionate about it. And I loved seeing the product arrive in people's mail and they started using it. And I was like, oh, my God, I created that. And like it's helping people set healthy habits and achieve goals. Like this is this is what I want to do. And I guess years later, it's now its own little brand and its own little entity and it's, you know, properly manufactured and yeah, very beautiful organic story. But that's kind of where it began. And (laughs) it kind of just started as me being sick of my own bullshit and being like, I'm sick of it. Mm. How do I set new goals and habits? And let's do it. That's how the Habit Tracker was born. (laughs) It is so cool. I just love your curiosity in that moment of like, why can I not commit to these? Like almost you just called your own bullshit out. Mm. Like, you know, you just said that like, and you just actually got really curious about like, well, how do I make this happen? And I think that that's such an incredible moment. And I love that you still remember what you were wearing and where you were. I feel like that's when you just have those big, I always call mine a download because I remember exactly when I thought of the healthy hustlers as well, but it's just like that full body alignment Mm -hmm. almost in a moment. But there's so much I love about what you just said. And it's funny because I remember your original habit tracker when I was still, we were actually in lockdown when you sent it to me and it was like the printed out copy. And it actually really helped me through lockdown. And it was small habits like drinking water and doing my daily meditation. But having those kind of responsibilities when you were so in such a challenging time was so good for my mental health Mm. and, you know, and my mindset as well. Have you kind of found that or even had that feedback from your community that, you know, how habits can actually have such a good impact during harder times or more challenging periods? Absolutely. Absolutely. And lockdown was one of those prime examples where Mm. it is so important to remember the things that move the needle, even if it's just not physically, maybe it's a mental thing. It's so important that you are showing up in those things day in, day out because they compound over time, don't they? You know, so definitely. yeah, Yeah. Habit tracking and especially showing up in things that make you feel good and move the needle. So important. Yes. So important. Yep, definitely. How do you feel, I guess, from a personal perspective, like that link between starting to track habits and becoming very intentional with your habits and showing up in that energy? How do you think that contributes then to your kind of overall personal growth and development and also, I guess, helping you to become even more passionate about continuing to evolve mm. as a person? Well, as I said, I guess they everything compounds. And I guess reverting back to the concept of habit tracking itself, not only does habit tracking, I guess, build those habits over time, the concept of monitoring how you're progressing keeps you really, really honest as well, which mm. I think is really important. So a lot of the time, for a lot of people, even when they first get into habit tracking, they will notice that they, in their head, they're like, all right, I need to go and do this thing eight days a week. Let's say it's two liters of water. I want to try and eight days a week. Hello, there's only seven. Yeah. <laughs> let's say five <laughs> days a week, I want to drink two liters. Um, and I'm going to say, you know, let's do that. And 
And in fact, one of my really beautiful girlfriends, I play touch football with her. She came up to me last Monday and she said, I bought a habit tracker and I've had it for a couple of months. And I love it because it keeps me so incredibly honest. And I was like, what do you mean? And I knew what she meant because this is, I guess, an element to, to habit tracking. But she said, I swear I went to the gym five days a week. And I, I swear I, I went over and I ticked them off on my habit tracker. But when I went over and I looked at it, I only went twice. And she was like, in my head, I, I thought I went five times and like I was like on track and you know, all these things. And I was like, yeah, it keeps you really, really honest. And so it's not only is it, I guess, allowing for habits to compound and for you to move the needle and for you to continuously, you know, practice that discipline and all the things, it also keeps you really, really honest. So I think a combination of those things, it's practicing discipline. It's practicing, you know, showing up for yourself, keeping promises to yourself. All of these things are compounding and you can then utilize these, this new, I guess, skill that you have, this new sense of discipline and apply it to different parts of your life. So your business or your marriage or this or whatever, your fitness Mm. or, you know, your health routine or whatever it is. The whole concept is developing little, really important things about you for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, obviously so much confidence gets built mm. over that journey as well when you actually do start, you know, being honest and seeing that you are forming these habits and these yeah. habits become second nature, like drinking more water or yeah. going to the gym or eating healthy. Like mm. all of a sudden it's so natural for you to start doing that because it's yeah. so part of your daily routine Absolutely. and your natural habits. I know yeah. that you're also very passionate about like productivity and productivity hacks and that's something I've learned a lot from you. I'd love to know some of your favorite ones that have really that you've injected in your life but have probably had the greatest impact when maybe a personal one and then a work a few work mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, so something that I have been practicing a lot. And to be completely honest, this year alone, my first year in business. So it has taken me almost a year to really find and really nail the hacks, the productivity hacks that work best for me. So for me personally, Mm. I have probably two that I show up in and they apply to both my personal life as well as work. So I really make sure that I am batching tasks together that require the same form of thinking or the same side of the brain. And then I attach them to a chunk of time, a specific chunk of time. So for example, every single morning I will do, depends, you know, how big the workload is, but 15 to half, so 15 minutes to half an hour where I dedicate that time frame to admin tasks that require a really mm-hmm. logical part of the brain. So I'll write down my, you know, my my to-do list or pay the invoices or get back to the emails and I will make sure that I set a timer and I do not stop until that is done. Same goes with my creative thinking. I will, you know, batch those kind of tasks together, attach them to a, a set chunk of time and I will do that. So that is working really, really well for me. The other thing that I do, again, p- both personally and in work life is to write my to-do list out for the day and highlight the things that are going to move the needle the most. And I do them first. Even if they are the most annoying, time-consuming things, they are going to move the needle the most in my business or in my personal life. So they are getting done first, non-negotiable. It's not up for debate. They get done first. Love that. Everything else can then be done afterwards. And I always make sure that I do have like a little reward for doing the things that are like <laughs> a little bit harder or a little bit lengthier in time. I'll go make myself a coffee or I'll go for a walk in the sun or go down to the beach and, you know, 
But those things get done first because they are the things that are moving the needle the most. That's my priority. And it has taken me a really long time to get there. I used to overwhelm myself so much. I'd be like, okay, I've got to get through everything on my to-do list in this exact order. And then I get overwhelmed and I'm chopping and changing between different, you know, ways of how my brain thinks. And I, at the end of the day, I've got decision fatigue. So time blocking and, you know, task chunking, number one. And then number two is to-do list, but we do what is most important first. That is epic. I love that. I've, you know, heard other guests talk about, yeah, the batching and doing things that require the brain, probably not in as much detail as you've given, but yeah, definitely from that decision-making. But Mm. in terms of doing the task that's going to move the needle, that is a game changer. I love that. And I think that, you know, personally from a business perspective, they're always the things I leave till last because I'm like, Mm. oh, get all the quick and easy things, Mm. you know, done so I feel better about myself so I can see more red lines. But (laughs) at the end of the day, it's just like you're constantly then just doing the admin tasks and I feel like, you know, that bigger picture, all those bigger tasks Mm. are just kind of sitting there for another week and another week and another week. So absolutely. And that was me too. They would spill over to the next day and then the next day. And then you'll find that these really important things that probably should have been done and would make such an impact, you know, are still on the to-do list a week, two weeks later. And I think it really reverts back to that quote, there's a difference between being busy and productive. And I feel like I used to fall into the trap of being, having this huge to-do list. And I'm like, oh, I'm so busy and it's so great. But I'm like, okay, but you're not doing anything overly productive because you're leaving the move or needing things out. Yes. You're pushing that back. Yes. So that's now what I do, both personally, even if it's like, you know, cleaning the house or whatever, mm. I'll make sure that the things that really make the biggest impact of, you know, the area or whatever get done first and then everything else I can worry about later. Love that. <laughs> I love that even from exactly that perspective of if it's the house that needs the refresh and to yeah. make you feel good doing that first thing. That's awesome. Yeah. I know you have quite a few big projects. You've been, you know, such a go-getter this year in what you're creating. <laughs> and I also know that you do love Notion, if I'm right, the planning I and do. project management. I'd love to understand how you break down, say, a big task or a big project. Like this year you've launched a podcast show, you've launched a membership site, you've done virtual events. Mm-hmm. Like these are big, ballsy projects that, you know, have a lot, <laughs> a lot to happen before you can actually announce or release something like that. How do you work backwards, I guess, to, to execute mm. something of those scale? I wish I could show you. I wish everyone could see my Notion page because it's very regimented. This is just how my brain works. And I feel like you would know this just by following me. And, you know, I'm a very structured human. So I have, and I'm going to break it down for you because this is just how my brain works. So I have like a, a main page on Notion that I have like Beck Stewart. And then all two other of my brands, so the podcast and then the habit tracker. And within all of those pages, there's then some more structures. So there's like a to-do list page, there's a social media page, there's a content calendar page, and then there's a brain dump page as well. And so it just keeps everything really, really neat. Mm. And I know exactly where to navigate into. I'm one of those people, and again, it probably is a reflection. I always talk about Sunday resets and cleaning up the home and everything like that. I cannot operate if my if my space is messy. Mm. My brain is then messy. So even my digital space, i.e. my Notion pages, need to be regimented. So I will always make sure that everything is kept under its own headings. So I guess each brand has its or each, each project has its own content calendar, has its own brain dump mm. page, 
everything is super regimented and I I ensure that it's kept that way throughout the entire project process from, you know, pre-launch all the way through to retention, you know. That's just how it works for me. I love that. I just, and yeah, it's just broken down into everything I need to focus on within those projects. So the content and, you know, free value even. I'll have a free value page where I'm like, all right, how can I give my audience within my uh, Powerful on Purpose community some free value this week or whatever? And every brand has those little things. bits and pieces throughout their that. own individual page. <laughs> and how do you kind of, I guess, cultivate the energy to become quite creative in those moments to come up with those, mm. you know, projects and then to go from that creative energy of what the big the big idea is that you want to bring to life into more that mm. logical thinking of, okay, what, what are the steps to take to get to that point? Yeah. Is there any like rituals you use or... Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually come down to, and it's taken me almost a year to figure this out. And I feel like when you go out in business for the first time, everything is trial and error, inclusive of how you operate, what makes you feel good, what makes you doesn't, especially because I've come from a corporate background. I had this really crazy, I guess, mentality where I was like, all right, I have to be at my desk by this certain time. I have to take morning tea at this time, lunch at this time, and I will work on this very structured. And I'm like, wait, Beck, what are you doing? And honestly, it's taken me almost a year to get over this. I now structure my work week by brands. So for example, Monday is my admin day where I just do all the stuff I just don't love, but you know, you're going to get it over and done with again, moving the needle first thing of like first thing in the morning, first day of the week, we're moving the needle. Tuesday is my strategy day for all my brands. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I will have admin for all my brands and then I will break my creative thinking for all three of those brands across the day. And it is really freaking hard. Like it's really, really hard, but it's one of those things where it's like, you've really got to focus on that mental switch. Mm. It's almost as if you're taking off one hat and then you're putting on another one and you do have to honor yourself and how your brain works. Like it's, it's really difficult to get out of those zones, get out of those ways of thinking. So it's a matter of me getting up out of my desk, taking decks down to the beach. I'm very, very blessed. I live 200 meters from the beach. So it's a matter of putting on his little harness, go down to the beach. It's a mental reset. Like you've got to almost force it over, like a flick, flick the switch. We're we're switching over to a different type, not even a type of thinking, but a different brand. So therefore a different, you know, mode. I've structured my week to accommodate so that everything gets done. But within those days, it's a matter of really getting up from where you are, taking a break, refreshing the brain, come back, you know, having a coffee or whatever. So there's little things that I do here and there to switch those, you know, ways of thinking over. But even the way that I've structured my weeks, it accommodates all of the creative thinking and all the logical thinking and everything gets done. And But it's taken me a year to get here. So <laughs> trial and error. And I feel like if there's anyone listening that is maybe going through this at the moment where they're just like, oh, everything is just so overwhelming at mm. the moment. I can't seem to, you know, nail everything or get the, mo- the the needle moving across everything. Please don't judge yourself. This is like so incredibly hard. Yes. Like it is so, so hard. And I know people who have been bus- who have been in business for years upon years who are still navigating what their work routine looks yes. like and their workflow changes from week to week. And that's so normal. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that. I think that's so important because it's like I talk a lot about kind of honouring the season that you're in as well. So like showing Mm. up and obviously, you know, 
this stuff is so interesting to me and I'm so into it because I'm in a new season where I can kind of start integrating this sort of stuff and, you know, I'm learning from people like you and I can start figuring out what feels good and what works and what flows. Mm. But there's a lot of people still that are in different seasons. You know, like if this was six months ago, there's no way that I could have even like comprehended a lot of this stuff, let alone like, um, you know, so I'm really glad that you touched on that because it is, I think it's also just about figuring out what, works best for you you know we're all wired so differently as well like I'm a very Mm. visual person so I'm like I need to see you know I don't remember like if I think oh I've got to do that tomorrow I won't remember I have to actually write it down I have to have it in front of me I need to like cross it off it's very visual thinking kind of thing that keeps me motivated and inspired Mm -hmm. and but then being out in nature is where you get those I get those creative kind of downloads so me too yeah so it's funny it's just like working out what's best for you um and what you know where you have those moments a really great one I actually heard on uh, Make Shift Happen podcast. Do you listen to Samantha Daily? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, I she's like her. total like American boss babe vibes. I feel like I got into her a lot yeah. this year. But she made a really good point of like understanding your energy on certain days as well. Mm. So I loved what you said about like Monday for you is really about moving that needle because you're obviously showing yes. up in that like I'm ready to start the week, like that big, bold energy. Yeah. If Monday's not that day for you, then kind of don't do it. But she was kind of speaking about of this course. awareness of like bringing awareness to where in the week or what days you kind of have that bigger mm. energy and what you know, and the other days where you have the creative energy or your slump days and kind of just tailoring a little bit to your energy. And so for me, I always feel, I feel like on a Sunday evening, I get this like big kind of like boost of enthusiasm and a bit of inspiration because I've like been in mum mode for four days. And so I'm like ready for the week to start. But that's almost when I like jot down all of my content that I want to create. And then Monday is really about like actually bringing a lot of that to life and, you know, being in in a bit more of a hustle. But that's just become from being aware of what the things are, you know, what the days are that my energy allows. Whether Wednesday I find a bit of a hard, harder day or I'm just a bit more in a, in a slump because, you know, George has had a big start to the week with kinder, her emotions are big, like it seems to just be, and that's a bit more of our reset day at home. Like it's tidying the house and Mm. cooking food and using that. So I found that a really interesting, yeah. And your take on it too. It's just, it's awesome kind of learning those different things and bringing that awareness to, to what's serving you. And I love how different it is for everyone. Like you say that like Wednesday is kind of your slump day. That's like me on a Friday. So I'll make sure that Friday is always kind of not blocked off, but I won't book any, you know, podcast interviews or any calls or meetings. I will actually have Friday as my loose ends day Uh and I will actually book any appointments I need. Love that. So like my nails or my laser or whatever, I will make Friday's loose ends and appointments in preparation for the weekend so I can fully. Yep clock off. That's so cool. And I feel like once you identify that energy that you need to bring or that you Mm. usually hold in those particular days, and obviously naturally it changes, you know, women with our cycles and all of that, like there's things that come in. But when you have a bit more awareness of like how you can genuinely show up the energy, it's like you can start embodying that a lot more. Like if it's in the way you dress or in your morning routine that you have, or maybe the food you eat that day, like you can really start almost like tailoring things to suit the needs of the energy you're going to show up. Definitely. I know that you like as someone that totally lives from that main character energy. You're so amazing at embodying that and having that kind of all in, go get a confident boss energy. 
What are some of the rituals that you would say or the habits that you use to continue to embody that as someone that, you know, you work for yourself, you are in a space where Mm. you inspire and empower other women. How do you kind of continue to embody that main character energy through your rituals or practices? Honestly, I'm going to say journaling. Yeah. Okay. I started journaling properly a year ago. Well, sorry, 27th of July. And I know it's very particular, but I actually went back to my first ever journal and found the exact same date, which by the way, I reflect back on every once in a while. I'm like, oh, I wonder what was happening this day last year. And I will read last year's entry and I'm like, holy (laughs) shit, so much has changed. I am not that girl anymore. I am not that person anymore. But what I do in my journaling sessions is I have a particular structure that I follow. Once again, very regimented, but this is what works for me. So I'll actually just jot down everything that's happening in the brain at the moment. How am I feeling? What's coming up? What am I excited for? Then I will write down what I'm grateful for. Then what I write down is my dream life. I go into detail, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm earning. This is the the job that I have, which is the job that I have now. Um, You know, the people I surround myself with, where do I live, all the things. And that allows me to almost, I guess, paint a picture of what I'm working towards. And so it's almost as if it gives me this opportunity to be like, okay, this is who I'm becoming. This is literally who I am working towards. Let's make sure everything I do now embodies that life. So I know now that I close the journal, I make myself a coffee, make myself a nutritious breakfast. I put my phone on a do not disturb because the girl that I'm working towards, she doesn't get distracted by social media anymore. Let's put that away. We do, you know, we jump on the stories if we got to, we, we are embodying confidence. We get ready for the day because this is what this future Beck does. This is who she is. So we show up in that way. I would say journaling has changed my life for so many reasons, but I will always come back to this. It enables me to show up and work towards every single day, that bigger picture, that thing that I'm writing about every single morning. So I would say that is how I, you know, I embody main character energy, the confidence, you know, the drive, the grit to just keep pushing. Say it's journaling. I love that so much. That's like your like a mic drop moment of just like that was so cool. Like just and just how passionate you are about, you know, what that has actually done for you and how it has helped your Mm. evolution and where you are now. You know, I've been following you online for so many years and you've you've always been someone that's, you know, owned that main character energy and you've always been, you know, or showed up in a very confident go-getter energy. But, you know, the last 12 months, especially since you've, you know, Mm. gone out and started your own business, the energy that you put out into the world is just like so, so high vibing. And I love that a lot of that comes from journaling. And I think that there is so much power in taking control of who you want to be as well, because I think we all have aspirations we all have dreams and aspirations and desires to want more and to you know want to show up differently but it's actually you actually have to take control and become her before you actually show up as her so I love that the power that you take in actually owning who you want to be and how you want to get there and just while we're on the topic of journaling, I was journaling this morning and I got on my stories to post this I have it I've got it still post it sitting in my drafts But I was journaling this morning and I thought to myself, being on your podcast this morning, Mads, is such a full circle moment for me. And I'll tell you why. Two, probably two, three years ago, I would listen to your podcast 
specifically when you dropped manifestation episodes because that was when I was really heavy into maybe it was two years ago anyway really heavily into manifestation and I would pick and I would pull the the tips and the tricks and the manifestation hacks and ways to change your vibe and all that stuff and I would use those tips and tricks and hacks and things that you would talk about and manifest pretty much everything I have right now and so to be on your podcast you know, talking about the life that I currently have now because of the way that I manifested, because of you, what you put out and the tips and tricks you put forward is like a full circle moment. Oh. And I had a bit of a tear this morning. I was like, it's such a beautiful reflection that two years ago I was listening to you, figuring out how to manifest pretty much everything I have now. And now I'm being interviewed oh about God. what I have now. Are you joking? I'm like, that's actually going to like, I've got tears in my eyes just thinking about that because I'm like, like, I remember you sharing the episodes and I was like, so like, oh my God, like this girl, she's so cool. I love following her. And I was getting so much out of your content and to see that we were kind of having that from each other was really cool. So Mm. I'm so inspired by you. And I think it's really interesting when I first started in this space, so I've always been someone that's kind of had older friends, like in school and yeah. in my so- social circles, I've always had older friends. And, you know, Ryan's a little bit older than me, all of his friends are older. So I was mm. always the young one, like I was always the young kid. And when I started The Healthy Hustlers, all of a sudden I was surrounded by all of these younger girls, like everyone that I was gravitating mm-hmm. to, becoming online friends with, doing collabs with, were like several years younger than me. And I remember when I had my daughter feeling almost really weirded out, if I'm honest, by that of like, oh, it's too late. Like, I can't keep doing this. I've, you know, I've got a kid now. I'm like, my, my time has run out. But I have now flipped that. And I just find so much power in learning from girls younger than me, like you, who have just totally got their fingers on their pulse. You're just so Mm. driven and so inspired and you're constantly like working for something more and so eager to like evolve and to be so open-minded and I just feel like it's actually been the biggest blessing having people younger than me who are the ones inspiring me Mm. because it's actually kept me really motivated. I think if anyone's listening to this and maybe you heard Beck say her age and she's only 27 and when you say that I was like, you're literally just getting started and like to see what you've already created is just like unbelievable. So, yeah, I love everything you're doing. (laughs) So I guess I would love to touch though, something that I really admire about you is your consistency. Your consistency, you know, you've obviously spoken about your daily habits, your productivity, like – but your consistency to actually continue to do that. And you've mentioned a few times it's taken a year, but that shows how consistent Mm. you've been to now get to a point where you actually understand what works for you. How do you believe that contributes, those actions, you know, of the daily habits kind of do contribute to overall like personal and professional success? I think those compounding moments, so the compounding habits and the way that you show up and the things that you do in do day in, day out, it's it almost builds this sense of confidence mm. within yourself. And it's this moment of, I actually know what I am capable of. And I think it reverts back to, I'm going to say even when I worked super, super hard to launch my 
uh, my online course at the beginning of this year. So that was technically my first month in business. And I was so scared about, you know, quitting the job and I wasn't worried. I was worried about money and I wasn't sure how things would work. And, you know, it was all like unknown territory. And I remember I launched that online course and within the first 22 days of January, I earned my entire annual salary. And so for me at that time, I said to myself, oh, I know exactly what I'm capable of. And this achievement was a result of me showing up. I made a promise to myself to go all in. I will show up every single day in the things I know I need to in order to get to where I want to be. So I knew I had to abide by a specific morning routine. I had to, you know, ensure that my health and my fitness was being looked after. My mental health was being looked after. All these habits was, you know, this success was a byproduct of of showing up in those habits. And so now I know that I know what I'm capable of. And by showing up in all these things, I'm able to achieve that. It almost set a standard for me. So I know now I have to show up like I did because I've proved to myself that I can. It wasn't even hard in the scheme of things. Looking back now, it was just stripping things back to basics. I knew exactly what I needed to Mm -hmm. do. And I was just, you know, when things got hard, I was overthinking it. I was like, oh, but I'm, you know, a little bit tired and this and that. And like, obviously, you're on with my body and what have you. But it just compounded over time. There was evidence that that mm. works. And there's trust there even that I can, I've done it once before and I will do it again. And I feel like I can now tap into that energy, yes. into that self, you know, trust and apply that everywhere, everywhere else moving forward even. That's amazing. So, I love that you said the yeah. trust element too. I feel like that's mm-hmm. the fact that you've built that trust in yourself that you know moving mm-hmm. forward, you can trust that you're going to fulfill a yeah. goal that you've set out to, to achieve. Um, and reliving yeah. that energy is such a powerful ritual or hack as well like to tap back in and to remind yourself of what you achieved how capable you are to have that is so Mm -hmm. so powerful but yeah Yeah. I I love your consistency I I would love to know from a more from a mindset perspective you know when you do have those tougher periods challenging times maybe things are a little bit out of control or you just body you're not feeling on as sparkly Mm. as you usually are what are the kind of mindset shifts that you make or the conversations you potentially have with yourself that help Mm. you to move out of that and continue to move forward I think something I have learned again particularly in this year this year has been so transformational and I've learned so much about myself when I'm in those periods I used to prior to this year, I used to try so incredibly hard to do everything within my power to get out of that as quickly as I possibly could, because this is not acceptable. And I would shun myself and judge myself. And I'd have this guilt and this shame around having, you know, a bad day or even a bad season. And it would just make things worse. I would hate, you know, nothing would, everything would feel yucky because I rushed out of this period or this season or this day, or this feeling. I think something I've really learned this year is to just honor it. Yeah. I think sit in it and unpack it if you have to. And again, this is where journaling has really, truly changed my life. I sit there. How am I feeling? Why is this coming up? Am I eating right? Am I sleeping right? Am I feeling icky in my relationships? Like, why am I feeling the way I am? Maybe it's am I PMSing even because we know hormones play a huge part in this. Sit in it. Unpack it if you have to. It will shift eventually. Um, But of course, there is a fine line between just, you know, acknowledging you're going through a bit of a yucky season and being a little bit lazy Mm. and that's something that I have really acknowledged as well where I can pinpoint yeah I'm not really tired I'm not really you know feeling 
slack anymore. I just CBF. Yes. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, Beck, we don't do this anymore. We've got big things we're working towards. Get up, go for a walk, get out of this headspace. So my advice would be honor it and unpack it even when you can, but also practice acknowledging Am I kind of in a yucky period or am I just being a little bit slack and a little bit lazy because I'm feeling uninspired? Oh, I love, love, (laughs) love that. Seriously. I think, yeah, it's so important to honor those emotions. That's something I definitely learned last year as well of like, sometimes you just got to sit in it and just let it be because it, it also reminds you then when you're in the good, how good the good feels. Absolutely. Because if you're in the good all yes. the time, you kind of just get really used to that. And I feel like I was really used to the yep. good for so long that then the hard uh-huh. felt really, really yucky and really hard. And in hindsight, I look back now and I'm like, oh, it probably wasn't as hard as I thought it was. <laughs> it was just I was so used to sitting in the good and the flowy and the, you know. Um, so I'm really glad that you touched yeah. on that. But I also love that you said like, it's almost that conversation with yourself around being your own like that bit of tough love from a best friend perspective um and that reminder of like yeah you're here for big things and I feel like that's definitely been a big conversation for me this year of like not slipping back into those older habits of like oh I'll tidy the house I'll reset the kitchen in the morning or it doesn't matter if I wake up to a few dishes I'm like oh no 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 Mm. no this year Maddie doesn't do that she does all the dishes and she has a tidy kitchen and she wakes up with the lunch boxes packed and the water bottles filled up and it's like this is the energy she shows up in and it's like sometimes it's like it's hard to do but it's just reminding myself of like they're old habits these are new habits I know that Mm. you're tired right now but like you're going to be so much more grateful tomorrow when you wake up that you the kitchen's tidy that the kids clothes are put away that the lunch boxes are packed yeah once you're in the habit of talking to yourself like that and I talk all the time about like these conversations to myself and stuff but I really do (laughs) believe and I know you're so good at doing it is being your own best friend like you've got to be your biggest Mm -hmm. cheerleader you've got to be your biggest hype girl because no one else is going to do it for you like no one's going to sit there constantly reminding you (laughs) of what you're working towards So true. No one can do it for you. That's that's a huge thing yeah. coming this year in particular. In fact, no one cares about your goals as much as yes. you do truly. And you're the only person that can make them happen. Yeah. So get up, girl. I know. I love it. <laughs> oh, Beck, I could literally chat to you all day. Um, I know you have an amazing podcast, which you've spoken briefly about, but in her power, where can people get more mm. of you um, if they've enjoyed this episode? Yeah, so the potty's uh, Instagram handle is just in her power pod. And then mine is just Beck Stewart underscore underscore. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much for all of your words of wisdom. I guess to cap off, is there any advice or tip or I guess piece of wisdom you would like to leave the audience with that we haven't already covered? I'm going to share something that I recall as like probably at least once a day. And we've kind of touched on it just recently, so it's really nice that we're ending on this note. But a quote that I live by, day in, day out, you are entirely up to you. So the work can be done by no one but you. You are responsible for where you are going. Nobody can do it for you. (laughs) You are entirely (laughs) up to you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that. Such a beautiful way to finish. And it's so, it's literally so true. It really is. It's um, so, so thank you so much. I've loved chatting to you as always. And yeah, can't wait to just continue following your journey. If you don't follow Beck already and you do want a boost of inspiration daily, Beck is your go-to girl on Instagram. <laughs> Honestly, she keeps you so motivated and inspired. So thank you for all that you share. Yeah, here on the pod, but also um, in your online space and world. Thank you, Mads. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I really hope it gave you a healthy boost. I'm so excited to be back next week for new episodes. But until then, if you want to chat, my DMs are always open. You can find me on Instagram, one of my favorite places to hang out, at Madeline Carafa or at The Healthy Hustlers. And of course, if you did enjoy this show, please feel free to share it with a friend or family member who might benefit from it too. Not only does it really help the show, but also helps other people on their health and wellness journey. All the links that have been mentioned in the episode, you can find in the show notes. Have an awesome week. Until next time, don't forget to keep your hustle nice and healthy.